Good morning, church. Come on, who's excited to worship? Come on, let's stand. We're going to give God all our praise and all our glory this morning. Amen? Oh, we serve such a good God. He's the God of impossible. Amen? Come on, let's put our hands together. Remember those walls that we called sin and shame. They were like prisons that we couldn't escape. Mother came and he died and he rose. Those walls are rubble now. Remember those giants we called death and grave. They were like mountains that stood in our way, but he came and he died and he rose. Those giants are dead now.
a shout of praise. Jesus, we worship you. You're so good to us, God. Oh, we praise you, Jesus.
And the Lord stopped me and it was like, my blood runs through your veins. I am the offspring of God, of Jesus. And twice in these two songs, we've heard that line, your blood runs through my veins. And this song is saying, this is a house of miracles. And I started saying this morning, and that's what we all need to say, this is the house of miracles. Right here, I am a house of miracles. You are a house of miracles. You are a house of miracles. Each one of us, we are the house of God. We are his bloodline. We are his inheritance, and we are the house of miracles. Jesus. 
working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, Stop working, you never stop, you never stop working, you never stop, you never stop working, even when I don't see 
you have good plans for us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your plans aren't mediocre for us. They're not subpar. They're not normal. They're extravagant, like you're extravagant. They are amazing. They're more than we can comprehend. That's the plans that you have for us. Lord, I thank you that you have identity. Lord, we just kept hearing that through the songs today. Just your identity over us. But then as we started to declare who you are, that you're a way maker. When we start declaring who you are, we access our identity. That we have to know you so that we can know our identity so that we can walk into it. We have to know that you're a loving and gracious and merciful Father. We have to know what you think about us. We need to have the mind of Christ so that we can know exactly who we are in you, Lord. And that as we praise you, as we declare, as we thank you for who you are, we access all of those things. We thank you, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you have a good plan for every single one of us standing here. And even everyone who's hearing this message right now, God, who's, who's been in this worship, for, for every person who's going to hear this years to come, Lord, that you have a good plan, that you have a plan and a purpose for them. And that we get to walk into it by knowing who you are, by praising you, by glorifying you, and by thanking you. Lord, we thank you that you have given us a helmet of salvation, which declares and protects us against the lies of the enemy. It, it, it keeps safe our identity. It's a gift from you. I thank you that even today during worship you're tearing down lies that the enemy has been speaking over people just as we sang child of God I just felt like the words were penetrating through this invisible wall that has been keeping people from receiving their identity Lord I thank you for the seeds that you planted this morning the seeds that are going to grow and produce beautiful fruit, beautiful people. Who are gonna do what you've called them to do, who are gonna have amazing lives, who are gonna walk out the plans and purposes that you have for them. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing, what you've already done, and what you're about to do. We give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Redeeming Love. Good morning. You may have a seat. My name is Pastor Stacy. Welcome. If you're a first-time um, guest with us, welcome. It's great to have you here. 
Um, and anybody who's viewing online, we're so glad that you could join in and worship with us this morning. It was great. When you came in, you were given an Engage card. It's our way of connecting with you here at Redeeming Love. Um, you can take a few minutes now and just fill it out. You'll also have time during the service um, to fill it out. You'll see that there's a place for prayer and praise requests on the back. And also, if you're online with us, you can go to our website, redeeminglovechurch.org, and you can fill out an Engage card there. We'd love to hear from you and connect with our online viewers. Just a couple of things. Um, if you are a first-time guest here in the building, we have a Connect Corner over there. After service, there'll be somebody over there to greet you. We have a gift for you, um, a free T-shirt. So please make your way over there after the service to, um, to, to grab one of those. Also, um, we announced this last week on February, March 15th. We're so excited. We are going to have another Troy Worship Night. Woo! It was amazing last year. We are so excited. We know we're going to have more of these coming up. But the next one is Friday, March 15th. Mark your calendars. Also, if you're on social media, if you're on online, find it. It's being posted. Share it. Say you're attending um, so that it continues to get shared. Invite your friends. We have postcards that were made up. Grab some of those postcards on your way out this morning and invite friends, invite family. It is going to be an awesome, awesome night. You're not going to want to miss it. Also, on the back of the card, I talked about um, you have a place for prayer and praise requests. We also have some places where you can connect with Redeeming Love. Serving is an amazing way to connect with the, with Redeeming Love. And that's how I, we engage church here. So look through those. If you're interested in one of those things, you can mark it. Somebody will reach out to you and give you some more info about each one of those serving places. And right now we're going to just reach our hand towards a young one and dismiss them. We're going to pray over them and dismiss them to engage kids. Lord, we just thank you for all of these young ones. We thank you that you are speaking into them life. You're speaking into them even now, right now, God. Future, you're putting foundational stones in them. Lord, we thank you that there's no junior Holy Spirit, that the same Holy Spirit that moves in us moves in them. We thank you what you're doing, Lord. We've even been hearing things that young ones are prophesying, that they're laying hands and healing people, and we're so excited, God. These are the warriors of the next generation, God. So we thank you. We ask that your anointing would be so full and engage kids today. In Jesus' name, amen. And we have a new sermon series coming up, Hearing from God, and Pastor Matt will be up after these announcements on the screens with that message.
Good morning, church. How's everyone doing today? Good. Glory, glory, glory. Wow, 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 wow. God is moving. He's doing something amazing. And uh, I'm just so excited. Um, there are... Um, God is doing something right now in the spiritual realm. He's, he's pouring out miracles in this room. And whether we see them today or not, they're being poured out. And so even as we're here today, embrace them, believe them. He is the God of miracles, and he fights for us while we rest. Come on, grab, grab, just grab a hold of this understanding, this, this idea that God fights for us. He wars for us while we rest. He invites us into his rest. He invites us into who he is. And then while, he, while we're there, while we're in his presence, while we're in his rest, he's fighting for us. He's fighting back the enemies for us. And even while we're in the midst of worship, it's warfare. Our, our worship becomes warfare. Our melody becomes a weapon, the Bible tells us. And so worship God. You're, you're here today. You need a miracle all throughout the week this week. Worship God. Put on worship music. Find something and just start worshiping God. And your, your melody becomes a, a, a weapon. And you defeat the enemy with the song and the praises of your lips. With the praises of your lips, you defeat the enemy. Satan, Satan in heaven, Satan used to be an angel in heaven and he got cast out because he desired the worship that was, that was uh, only fit for God. And because he tried to uh, overthrow God, because he tried to take the worship that only belonged to God, he was thrown out of heaven. So when we worship God, it's right in his face. We can worship whom we choose. And when we worship God, we're saying, I mean, we're not intentionally doing this, but he takes it as if we're saying, hey, look at this. Here's my worship. I'm worshiping him. <laughs> he takes it personally. And it hurts him. And that's okay. <laughs> a lot of times we don't want to hurt people, but in this case, it's okay. We do darkness to the kingdom. Uh, we, do, we, do, uh, we do damage to the kingdom of darkness. That's what I want to say. We do damage to the kingdom of darkness. And we should. And we should continue to. Let this be, this is my life's goal, to do damage to the kingdom of darkness. I mean, I'm a lover of God. My, my goal is really just to know God's heart and to know him better. But part of knowing God's heart and knowing him better is to do damage to the kingdom of darkness. What did it say about Jesus? It says that Jesus Christ came, Acts, I think it's chapter 6. Jesus Christ came to uh, destroy the works of the enemy and to heal all of those who were, who were sick and infirmed. This is what Jesus came to do. He came to destroy the works of the enemy. And so as he is, so am I in this world. The same thing that he was called to do, I'm called to do. I'm called to destroy the works of darkness. Sign me up. We're on. We're going, baby. All right. Some of you are with me. Praise the Lord. This is good stuff. I, I'm going to have a very tough time today, so pray for me. Uh, I'm going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you would come and clarify everything that's spoken here this morning, Lord. God, uh, you're speaking to me uh, by the Holy Spirit as I'm attempting to talk about hearing the voice of God. And Lord, this becomes doubly uh, difficult. And Lord, I just pray for your order to come over what will be done here today. In Jesus' name, amen. We've got this sermon series, and it's called Hearing God. And believe it or not, we are all created to hear God. 
every single one of us, every single one of us, look to your left, look to your right, the person on your left, the person on the right, the person in the middle, we're all created to hear God. Every single one of us. If you're here today and you're breathing, you're created to hear God. If you're here today and you've passed away, you were created to hear God too. You're just in a different place where you're hearing him a lot differently. I don't think anybody's dead here today. Your eyes are still open right now. <laughs> hearing God is um, it's very important as we seek to become mature believers. As we seek to become mature believers, it's very important that we learn how to hear God, hear God well, hear God correctly, and hear God uh, and know that it's Him, and then be able to obey when He speaks. Right? So there's, there's a few processes here. There's a few steps in hearing God. First, we have to position ourselves to hear Him. Then we have to hear Him. Then we have to be sure that it's Him. Then we have to do what He said. We can't leave out any one of those processes. Or it won't work. We won't, we won't get to where we're supposed to be going. Mature believers hear and know this voice of God. We're called to be the weos sons of God, the mature sons of God. We're, we're called to no longer drink milk, but to eat the meat. Right? We're, no, we're not supposed to just be tossed to and fro by every wind that comes our way, by every emotion. We're taught, we're, we are supposed to learn to hear the voice of God. Hear the voice of God. How am I supposed to know what to do in any given situation? Hear the voice of God. Hear the voice of God. There's scripture upon scripture upon scripture. We'll touch on a few today. But what we're supposed to do, and for some of you that have been mature in the Lord, some of you hear the Lord well, but some of you, this is a new concept. Wait a minute. I can hear the voice of God? I thought only pastor heard the voice of God. I thought only the prophets heard the voice of God. No, no, it's for everyone. It's for everyone. Look to your left. Look to your right. All of us. Let's read some scripture. John chapter 10, verse 22 through 20. I think we're going to read through 26. Uh, Now it was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, how long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. They want to know, are you the Christ? Are you the one that is to come? Jesus answered and said to them, I told you and you do not believe. I've already told you and you don't believe me. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep, as I have said to you. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. Are you counted in the flock of God today? Have you made the decision to follow Christ as your Lord and Savior? then you're one of his sheep. Then you're one of his sheep. Plain and simple. If you've made the decision to follow Christ, you're his sheep. If you're his sheep, you hear his voice. 
my sheep might hear my voice? No. My sheep hear, the, hear my voice when they've been really good? No. My sheep, my sheep hear my voice when they get their, their act in order? No, that's not what it says. That's not what it says. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they follow me. You know, we used to have chickens. We got rid of them. Hey, praise the Lord. <laughs> and Pastor Stacy says, praise the Lord. We had chickens. And, um, you know, chickens, if you've never had them, they're kind of skittish sometimes, you know. Uh, somebody new comes by and they're like, and they run out into the back. But I had this thing. And when I would walk out to give the chickens treats, which we did often, I would shout out this little phrase in this high-pitched voice, which I'm not going to do today. I know I normally do those things, but this is... <laughs> and I'm telling you, I could, I could sit in the chair in the backyard. They're not too far away. And I could say that, and they would bolt to the door because like, they knew stuff was coming. And then if I did that, just to tease them, I actually had to get up and then go give them something. And, uh, but my chickens... <laughs> knew my voice. And I'm here to tell you today that chickens aren't that smart. I guess sheep aren't either. Um, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> but the chickens knew my voice. Chickens are also highly visual. So if somebody else could come up and try and imitate me. Chickens are highly visual. They've got pretty good sight. Not terribly good. I mean, once it gets dark, they're blind. Um, but sheep know the shepherd's voice. And so there's this YouTube video of, um, this class of children, uh, high school students that come out to go see this, uh, sheep farm and the shepherd taught them the call to call the sheep. And it was this (laughs) something like that. Right. And so six or seven of the kids all try the call and the sheep are on the far side of the pen. And they're, I mean, there's an audio going along, so you hear it. And they're loud, you know, they, you can make it out, you hear it. And then the shepherd whistles. And he does it a lot lower. And he's just like, very, very low. And the sheep are like, damn. They're like, that's the shepherd. I don't know who the rest of these clowns are. But that's the shepherd. I know his voice. I know his voice. We sang that song today. I know my father, or they don't know what it is. It's a refrain or a tag or whatever it is. We sang it. We sang that one line. I know my father. I know my father. Do we know God? I'm here to ask you today is how well do you know God? How well do we know God? How well do we? We should be so familiar with, the, with, the, with God's voice, with the Lord's voice, that it should stop us dead in our tracks. I'm walking through the grocery store. I'm late. I'm supposed to be at small group and, you know, I got to pick up snack because, because nobody else did and, and I don't know what to get. Do I get the cupcakes or do I get the, get the uh, carrot sticks? You know, the cupcakes didn't go well last week, so maybe I'll try the carrot sticks this week. And I'm in a hurry and I've got no time. But the father says, pray for that woman. And do I allow myself, number one, have I trained myself to hear the voice of God in that situation where I'm late 
and then have I trained myself that I've heard and now I have to stop? I have, I have to stop. I, I, I don't have options anymore. I have, decisions are easier when you have fewer options. If the Lord speaks, I'm doing it. I'm 50 years old. I don't have much time left. You guys laugh. Pastor Tom used to say, there's more sand in the bottom of the hourglass than there is in the top. It's true for me. The average life expectancy is 78 years old. I'm going to live past that glory to God. I don't know. Maybe the Lord would bring me to 120. That's the max number of years. Okay, that's fine. I'm here for it. I've made a commitment with my wife that we're both going to live to 95 and see our 75th wedding anniversary. Praise the Lord. But even if 95 is the truth, I'm more than halfway there. I don't have much time left. God, teach us to number our days. Guys, we have to have an idea. We have to have an understanding of the brevity of life. If you think you're going to live forever, you're right. It's just not going to be here. And so while you're here, what are you supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be making the most of your time for the kingdom of God. It's no longer about me. It's no longer about what I want. It's about what he wants. When, oh, yeah, so follow the Lord, right? Listen to the Lord. Obey the Lord. Amy Carmichael said this. She said, uh, when, we dis- when we make the decision to follow the Lord, we should count the cost. For the Bible tells us to do that. But she says, take your pencil and your, and, your, and, your, and your paper and go to the foot of the cross and add up the numbers here of what it's going to cost you. What's she saying? She's saying, compare it to what it cost him. What's it going to cost you? What did it cost him? I could, I, could, I could say it would cost me billions and billions. Still cheap compared to one drop of the blood of my Savior. Still cheap. And I say cheap compared to the blood of my Savior. Precious, valuable, beyond measure. We were made to hear God's voice. We were created this way. Acts 2, it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Say all flesh. All flesh. And so if he's pouring out his spirit on all flesh, how much flesh has no, isn't getting the spirit? None. The opposite of all is none. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. On my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. God wants us to prophesy. He wants us to hear his voice. And he wants us to speak words of edification, exhortation, and comfort to one another. He wants us to hear his voice. He wants us to get in tune with the idea of hearing his voice. And he wants us to speak words of edification, exhortation, and comfort to one another. Look to your left. Look to your right. Get a word of edification, exhortation, or comfort for those people. Do it. And this is what we're here for. This is why we're here. We're here, to, we're here to encourage one another. The Bible says in, in Ephesians that when we 
when we speak words of edification, we impart the grace of God. Are you kidding me? I control the dispensing of the grace of God? Yeah. Yeah. Don't hold God back. Start speaking words of encouragement. Start speaking words of edification. Start speaking words of comfort. Start hearing the voice of God. It's not, it's not hard. You just got to learn to do it. Riding a bike isn't hard. You just got to learn to do it. If you would talk about riding a bike to somebody who's never ridden a bike, they're, they're like, oh my God, that's impossible. Talk about hearing God to somebody who's never heard God before. You're like, oh my God, that's impossible. No, you just need to learn a few simple, easy steps and we can all do it. John 16, 13. However, when he, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will speak on, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. If, if he's speaking and he's telling you things, how are you going to hear him? I got to be listening. The Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to guide you in all truth and he's going to speak, not on his own authority, and he's going to speak whatever he hears and he will tell you things to come. How many of you want to hear the Holy Spirit? How many of you want to hear the things that are to come? Just start listening. Tune yourself in. You know, we can tune ourselves in or we can tune ourselves out. And sometimes we choose to tune ourselves out because we're afraid of what we'll hear. But I know my father, I know my father. He has good plans. He has good plans for me. Do you believe it? Sometimes we have to sing the truths until we understand the truths. This is why we have worship. We take worship and we... <laughs> And we write worship, we didn't write these songs. We take worship and we write these worship songs with all these truths so that we can come in here and we can sing them not knowing them so that we can come to the understanding of them. And we can allow them to permeate our being. And one of the things that we do is, me and the worship director, the worship team, is we analyze all of these songs so that we're being sure that they're biblical. I know my father, I know my father. How well do we know the father's heart? Listen, if you know the Father's heart, you're going to run to listen to Him. You're going to shut down every other voice, competing voice, because there's one voice you want to hear. Every other voice is going to tear you away, most of them, except for our friends who are speaking edification, exhortation, and comfort. They're basically speaking the very voice of God. But we need to tune out some of those other voices so that we can hear the voice of God. We need, to, we need to learn to hear Him. Four main ways to hear God. We'll talk more about these in the weeks to come. Four main ways to hear God. You can hear God. You can either hear Him with an audible voice or an inaudible voice. You can just hear Him speak things into your mind. This is the most uh, predominant way for me to hear, the, hear God, is He'll speak to me in my thoughts. Um, and it, it's basically the same as hearing. I hear something, I hear him speak, and it's more of um, him just speaking into my mind. You can see, uh, t 
to hear God. And so visions, dreams, right? We, we spoke on both of those from Acts chapter 2. Visions, dreams. Um, I, I'm, I see visions a lot. I see visions often. Actually, actually I had one this morning. <clears throat> you, know the, um, you know the big old scale where um, you, maybe you've seen one of these like in a, in a movie or something. Maybe you've never seen one person. But there, there's a thing on the bottom where you stand. And then there's a piece that comes up, and then there's this big thing like this, and there's a dial, and the, the number goes around when you step on it. You guys all kind of f flowing with me here on what that looks like? So that's what I saw is this big, giant scale like this. And <clears throat> as I continued to... to um, so so what, what happened was the Lord showed me that. And then the Lord... And then the Lord spoke about what it meant. And then as I focused in on the face of the the scale, there were four other dials. And <clears throat> the, the, the main dial was the measurement as to when you're getting your miracle. And the four other dials were things like humility, worthy. And I, I don't know exactly what the other ones were. And too often we're focusing on these other ones when none of that even matters. There's these other dials on there, but they don't apply because God's the, God's the dispenser. God's the dispenser. God determines when this goes. It has nothing to do with those four other dials. We can read those four other dials, and they might be insight into our heart, but that doesn't stop God from moving. Wow. If you're here today, believe for your miracle. Number three, um, four main ways to hear from God. There's others, but these are the main ones. Number three, you can feel what God is doing. Um, feelers are interesting people. Pastor Stacy's a feeler. Uh, I feel a little bit, but I don't feel like she does. And that's okay. If you're a feeler, um, a lot of times you'll think that there's something wrong with you. Because... Um, you're feeling all this stuff and you don't know what it is. And so some of this, you need to take, you need to train yourself into what you're feeling. The fourth way is knowers, right? Knowers, um, they just know. All of a sudden, they just know. And knowers, knowers think that they can't hear God at all. Knowers think, no, the, the hearers are here and the seeings are seeing and I got nothing. Except that, as a knower, you knew it the whole time. You knew it before the hearer heard it, and you knew it before the seer saw it. Matthew 4, 4. Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by every bread, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so we live by the word of God. And so this is the word of God. But we also live with the spoken word of God. We live with the rhema word of God. There's fresh bread for you today. There's fresh bread for you today. Yesterday's revelation, yesterday's bread, what God spoke to me yesterday, it's, it's stale. It's stale. I don't like eating stale bread. 
Some of you like stale bread. You, you cut it up. You make toast out of it. You spread stuff on it. I don't like stale bread. I don't like toast. I don't. I like fresh bread. There's fresh bread for you here today. Jesus has fresh bread for you every single day. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Are we listening? Are we listening? Are we listening? Five steps to test whether or not a word is from God. Right? So we, we spend the time, we sit with God, and then how do we know that something that we've heard is from God? I'm not tired of it yet, guys. Number one, consult the Bible. Consult the Word of God. You want to know if God is speaking to you? Know the Word. You want to know if God is speaking to you? Open up your Bible. Is what God, is what God just spoke to me in my ear, is the rhema Word of God that I just heard from God, is that, is that backed up by Scripture? Because God will never violate this by what He says. Come on. Come on. I said God will never violate this by what he's speaking in through the rhema. He'll never violate this. He's, he's made, a, he's made a, a pact with himself. He is immutable in all of his ways. If he, uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 6 tells us. He is, he's unchanging. He's unchanging. So this never gets old. This never wears out. As a matter of fact, you know what? Uh, of all of the times that God has spoken to me, Probably, he speaks to me a lot, so um, i got to clarify that statement. Of all of the times that God has spoken to me most audibly, and it's been for significant life change, he's always spoken to me through Scripture. What am I saying? There was years ago where um, I was working, and I was looking for a new job, and um, I had two job offers on the table. This was way back, and... Um, I have in this discussion with my wife, what do we do? You know, those two job offers, they're not any better pay, but there might be more room for, for advancement there, whatnot, what have you. And so I said, I'm going to fast and pray, and I'm going to ask God what to do. And so I went into my room for a week. I, I didn't eat dinner with the family, which was hard for them, hard for me. It was the first time I've ever fasted. This was actually before I got introduced to fasting. <laughs> And uh, on the last day of the fast, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, he spoke to me right from Scripture. It's the Scripture that uh, Nathan spoke to, Nathan the prophet spoke to David. He said, go and do all that is within your heart. (laughs) And I immediately knew what that meant. I'm asking God, what do I do? Do I stay in the job that I have, or do I take this job, or do I take that job? God, what's the best outcome for me here? I've got options. I've got three options. I've got four options. I've got options, God. God, what do I do? And he speaks to me and he says, go and do with all that is within your heart. These are the exact words. You can find it in scripture. I believe it's in, um, does anybody know the address? I don't know. It's in Samuel, first, second, second Samuel, second Samuel chapter uh, 12 or 14, if I had to guess. That's where I'd, that's where I'd start looking. And Nathan, God, David, here's what happens. I want to tell you the story, and then I want to back up, and I want to clarify what the Lord spoke to me. In the Bible, David brings the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem, right? And there's this party. The whole thing is like, you know, pull the lid off, like worship here on a Sunday morning stinks compared to that day. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I'm throwing stones now. 
I'm telling you what, David would dance before the Lord with all of his might, with leaping and whirling and dancing. I don't see you guys dancing like that yet. So that's the worship that's going on. He brings the ark of God. He puts it in the tabernacle, the tent that he has prepared for it. And he goes to his house of stone and cedar and he looks out the window and he sees the tent that he put the ark of God in. And his heart breaks and he says, I want to build a house for God. And he says to Nathan the prophet, I want to build a house for God. And Nathan says, go and do all that is within your heart. These are the words that Nathan speaks. Word for word, go and do all that was within your heart. So then Nathan goes home that night and David lays down. I'm sure he's like beaming, like he's got like, it's flowing, man. He didn't sleep that night. He's he's got this great idea. He's going to build this house for God and it's going to be great and glorious. Best the world's ever seen. Nathan comes back the next day and says, you're not to build the house, but your son will build it. So you have to now, okay, so that's what, that's what scripture says. Then let's understand what God spoke to me. He said, go and do all that was within your heart. Which job do I take? Go and do all that was within your heart. So then if I, if I follow scripture through to completion, then he's going to tell me to do something. Then he's going to pull it away. But that's not what happened. He just spoke that one piece of scripture to me so that I would know what I'm to choose. Because if I were to be honest with myself, which I came to through the week of fasting, there was one thing that I really wanted to do. And when the Lord spoke to me, I knew what to do. I immediately knew what to do because I had already, my heart is set on one of these three. I've got options, but my heart is set on one of these three. So as soon as he spoke that, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. There was no more question in my mind. And that settled it. And within, I I don't know, two years, everything turned around. It was fantastic. God's amazing. God's amazing. Five steps to test a word, consult the word. You have to know your word. You have to know your word. Read it this way, read it that way, read it this way, read it that way. I don't care. Put it on on audio and go to sleep to it at night. It'll get in you time after time after time, slowly, slowly, slowly. People tell me, listen, people tell me, I, I don't remember what I read last week. That's okay. You don't remember what you ate last week, but it nourished you and it gave you strength for the day. I don't care if you're remembering it yet. Just start reading it and don't stop and start with the New Testament. Get to the Old Testament later. After you've read the, the New Testament like a hundred times, then you can go and read the Old Testament. It's great stories, but really like we need to know what Jesus did. Number one, consult the word of God. Number two, consult the community of believers. Look to your left, look to your right. Ask these people, like you don't. We don't have to have a day where we're like, okay, today's consult the believers. So everybody, you got a decision. You think God spoke to you. Come on up here and we're going to share. And then everybody gets a comment. No, no, that's not happening. If you want that, go to a different church. <laughs> consult the community of believers. Ask the person on your left. Ask, you, know who's, you know who's the best person to ask? Ask your old person. Come on. I said, ask your old person. Yeah. But I don't have an old person. Get one. That was step one, guys. We covered that already. You don't have an old person? Get an old person. Somebody that you can sit down with and say, hey, listen, I think God's telling me this. No, man, that's not God. <laughs> no, man, that's not God. Don't, don't do that. Or, hey, I think God's telling me this. Yeah, you know what? I think that's God too. You should do that. You should do that. 
my, uh, my son and his wife uh, came to my wife and I a few years back, and they're like, hey, you know, uh, we want to do travel nursing. You know, Kate wants to do travel nursing. You know, this has been in, been, been in her heart for a long time. And we're like, yeah, that meets with, with faith in our spirit. We believe that you're supposed to do that. You go do that. Right? And this isn't, this isn't like heavy shepherding. This isn't like I want to help you to make every single decision in your life. But the Bible tells us that there is wisdom in a multitude of counselors. Get three or four older people in your life, you know, maybe your mom, maybe, maybe a spiritual mentor, maybe somebody else. And you just say, hey, listen, this is what I'm thinking. And if all three of them come back and they're like, yeah, that doesn't sound like God, then probably it's not God. They're not trying to control you. We're trying to look out for you. This is what parents do. Number three, ask God to confirm his message. I don't do this too much once in a while. Uh, number four, does the, message, does the message affirm love? Right, we can say this differently. Is, uh, are we pulling the gold out of people? Right, if we're bringing a prophetic word to somebody, if we're speaking a word to somebody, does it pull the gold out? Are we being affirming? Are we being edifying? Are we being exhorting? Are we being comforting? You know what? People will allow you to move a whole lot of dirt if you're talking about the gold all the time. People will allow you to move a whole lot of dirt if all you talk about is the gold. And how many of you know a lot of us need a lot of dirt moved? <laughs> we're, all, we're all family, right? Some of us need to have a lot of dirt moved. When, when we talk about a gold mine, if I were to show you a picture of a gold mine, I've done this before, the picture, it's just solid dirt. There's no gold that you can see. And they take thousands and tens of thousands of, you know, tons of dirt and they put it through this machine so that they can get out a few ounces of gold, a few pounds of gold. Is it worth it? Yeah, it's worth it. Do they work at a dirt mine? Well, they really do. But they're not after the dirt. So they don't talk about the dirt. They talk about the gold. And so let's pull the gold out of one another. Hey, you're doing great. Hey, I, God's got something awesome for you. Number five, ask, does the message bring clarity and hope does the message bring clarity and hope and so uh some of this stuff applies to uh a word for us some of this applies to words that we might have for others some of it applies to both um sometimes god will give me a prophetic word and it doesn't mean anything to me until i give it and then as soon as i give the word um there's clarity for the individual. I still may not have clarity, and that's okay, because I'm just a messenger when I'm being prophetic. Psalm, 28, ver, Psalm 27, verse 4. My heart has heard you say... We've read this a dozen times. We, we've, read this, we've read this over and over and over again. Psalm 27, verse 8. My heart, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. That's out of the New Living Translation. I always quote stuff out of New King James, but this one's out of New Living Translation because it just reads so much better. New King James says, I have heard you say, come away with me. No, that's not what it says. What does it say? New King James? Anybody? That's it. When, you, when, when, when I heard you say, seek my face, my heart said, your face, Lord, I will seek. That's New King James. It's kind of a little bit more complicated. New Living Translation really boils it out pretty easily. Uh, 
my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. How many of you know that God, our Father, wants to talk with us? He wants to talk with us. He wants to have a conversation where he hears our heart and then we hear his. And what he really wants, what God really wants, is he wants us to hear his heart. This is so important that we learn to hear God's heart. Jesus came and he spoke to the Pharisees. His disciples were there too. And Jesus said this. He says, no one knows the Father. Imagine if I'm standing here today and I say to you guys, because there was at least a crowd this big, probably three, four, ten times the size. And Jesus says, no one, and he wasn't just talking about the people present, he was talking about everybody. No one knows the Father. There were teachers of the law there. There were Pharisees there. There were Sadducees there. There were all manner of people who knew the word upside down, forwards and backwards. They knew it better than you know it. They had the Old Testament. This is why I tell you to read the New Testament. They had the Old Testament. And Jesus said they've had the Old Testament now for 2,600 years. They've had the law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They've had the first five books of the Bible for 2,600 years. They've been figuring it out for 2,600 years. And no one knows the Father. You don't know the Father. Shots fired. <laughs> Jesus was pretty, uh, not, not afraid of shots fired, of shooting shots. No one knows the Father. And then he follows it up with this statement. Except the Son. And then he follows that up with this statement. And the one to whom the Son will reveal him. That's me. That's you. That's all who believe in his name. And so there's this invitation to hear God's voice. And it's open to every single one of us. And the reason why God wants us to hear his voice is so that we could come to know his heart. God were to speak to you right now and say, come and talk with me. Because he is. How would you respond? You know, I've had conversations with people in the past who, who've said, yeah, I don't want to go and pray and hear what God has to say to me because I don't think I'm going to like what he's going to have to say. I don't mean to be revealing people's hearts today, but we need to reveal some hearts so that we can get over those hurdles. I don't want to hear God's voice because I'm afraid of what he might say. I don't want to hear God's voice because there might be shame there. I don't want to hear God's voice because there might be guilt there. I don't want to hear God's voice because there might be condemnation there. I'm here to tell you today that the, <clears throat> that the butcher drives but the shepherd leads. The enemy of our soul will make us feel shame and guilt and condemnation. But Jesus makes us feel loved 
and accepted. Comes back to identity. He wants us to know who we are. And so if you're hearing a voice today that's guilt and shame and condemnation, that's not God. That's not God. God loves you more than you love yourself. And more than that. God loves you more than you love yourself, and he loves you more than that. We should never, ever, ever be afraid to run in to where the Father is speaking and hear what he's saying. When the Father is speaking, he speaks life. As the Father speaks words, life comes into your being. Life comes into your being. Life comes into your being. The life of God comes into your being. Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We've been, a couple of us have been reading through Ecclesiastes together. And, you know, life is meaningless, life is meaningless, life is meaningless, right? And then what does he say? He says, nothing is better for a man than to eat and drink and to enjoy the fruit of his labor all of the days that he shall live upon the earth. You want life, right? We run around, Ecclesiastes is about, you know, there's all kinds of stories in the about running around trying to take everything else that the world has to offer and try and fill in this hole that we have when the only thing we need to put in there is what God would say to us. Because God speaks words and his words are life. His words are life. They're life to my soul. They're life to my spirit. They're life to my being. I love life. I love Jesus. Are you afraid of what God might say? Are you afraid of what you might hear? I want to challenge you this week. I want to, I want to challenge you this week to set time aside to focus on what God is saying. On your engaged card, it says, This week I will... Set time, of God, set time aside to focus on what God is saying. Will you do that this week? Maybe you haven't done it in a while. Maybe you've gotten out of the practice of doing it. I'm here to tell you today that we need to hear God to the point where it's not just something that we do once in a while. We learn to do it in the secret place. But then after we've learned to do it in the secret place, we need to learn to then do it as we're walking through the grocery store, as we're walking through the coffee shop, as we're sitting in the coffee shop, as we're at our work cubicle, as we're X, Y, Z, wherever you find yourself in life, as you're waking up, as you're closing your eyes, as, 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 every moment of the day, we can tune our ear to hear what the Holy Spirit's saying. And so we never, ever have to turn them off. And then we need to respond to what God is saying. God says stuff, and he doesn't say stuff just because he likes to be heard. He doesn't say stuff just because he likes to be heard. He says stuff because he wants to bring about change. What does it say? It says, no, no, uh, every word of God accomplishes that for which it was sent to perform. It's there for a purpose. It's there for a reason. God speaks for a reason. Some of us 
Some of us have stopped hearing God because God said for us to do something and we didn't do what he told us to do. And so if God says to do something and we don't do what he's told us to do, why is he going to tell us the next thing to do? Because sometimes, not always, sometimes the things are sequential. We can't go to step two until we've completed step one or at least tried it. Sometimes we don't even have to win. Sometimes we just have to step out by faith and fail, and then he'll tell us step two. Why? Because we learn in our failures. The Lord will stop speaking. If you're here and you've heard the voice of God, but you're not hearing it anymore, the Lord will stop speaking when he's told you to stop doing something that's hurting you and you continue to do it. Because God doesn't want to continue to build shame and condemnation. Out of love, he'll stop telling you to stop doing the thing. Wow. Just because he loves you and he doesn't want to build shame and condemnation in you, he'll tell you and he might tell you again, and he might tell you a third time, and he might tell you a certain number of times. But he knows your heart, and he knows when he has to stop telling you so that you don't continue to build shame. And so for some of us, we need to stop doing the thing that God has told us to stop doing so that we can enter back into a place of hearing him. It's important that we learn to hear because... It's important that we learn to hear because... We, we don't come to a place of being mature in the Lord without hearing. And I'm not even talking about hearing and being prophetic or, you know, having prophecy one for another. I'm not talking about that. But we just need to grow and learn to come to a place where we all hear God for our own life. When a prophetic word comes, it shouldn't be a surprise to you. When a prophetic word comes, it should just be confirmation to your soul. Like, yeah, you know, I knew God was telling me that. But thanks, I, I really appreciate the word. That's awesome. Now I have confirmation. Oftentimes, I would say, for me at least, more often than not, prophetic words come as a confirmation to what I already know God is telling me. It's very common. A couple of um, words of knowledge today. Number one, God is restoring a voice. God's restoring a voice. So I think that's for more than one person today. God's restoring a voice. You, you, I don't know where, this is for more than one person, so I, I kind of have to speak in generality, in general terms. You've not had a voice. You had a voice in the past, but that voice has been removed. You may have had a platform in the past, but that voice has been removed. You may have had entrance to be able to speak to family members or coworkers, and that voice has been removed. And God's restoring that voice today. We're talking about restoring, there's a couple of you, we're talking about restoring the voice, and this is the scripture that the Lord's giving me right now to go along with it, is John the Baptist. He's out at the river and he's baptizing people. And they come to him and they say, are you the prophet? And he says, no. Are you the coming one, meaning the Messiah? Are you the Messiah? No. Are you the prophet? No. And then the, then the, the, the Pharisees' servants who came, they say this. They say, then tell us who you are that we might have a word to give back to those who have sent us. And John responds and he says, I am but a voice 
I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. And so John the Baptist had no need for a title. Was he the prophet? Yes. They asked, they asked John, are you the prophet? He says, no. They asked Jesus, is he the prophet? He says, uh-huh, that's him. <laughs> yep, 100%, that's the prophet. Are you the prophet? No. Is he the prophet? Uh-huh, yep, 100%. There's just an air of humility here where I could care less about the title that you give me, but I just want to make sure that I'm doing what God has called me to. I don't care about a title. I just want to know that I am in the direct bullseye of the will of God. What was the direct bullseye of the will of God? To be a voice in the wilderness. Did it mean that he was the prophet? Yes, it did. But he could care less. I don't care for a name. I don't care for a title. Jesus goes on to say, he is the most powerful of all Old Testament prophets. And what did he say? I'm not a prophet. <laughs> There's a key there for somebody. Ah, glory to God. I believe that, um, I believe that God wants to do some general healing. So I want to pray um, before, like we're going to have prayer lines over here at the end um, so that you can get prayer, hands laid on you in prayer. Uh, but there was another word of knowledge that came that was uh, kidney problems and a bad report this week. So if that's you and you've got kidney problems, you've got a bad report about your kidneys this week, stand up. Is that you? Anybody? Anybody with kidney problems, bad report this week? This week, last week, previous week, this month? Kidney problems at all? Any kidney problems? All right, so here's, here's what the Lord spoke to me when this word of knowledge came, and I'm just going to broaden it out. Um, there is uh, there's a number of people who are dealing with sickness. Either you can hear I've got a little bit of nasally, like, eh, right? You can hear that hopefully today if you're familiar with my voice. I got a little bit of a runny nose. There's a whole bunch of people in here that are dealing with that. We've heard that there's some dealing with stomach bugs and some other things. And so I want to pray for all of you. But before I have you stand, I want another group of people to stand. And it relates back to this other word. You've received a bad report about your health. And it could just be uh, that your numbers were down and now your numbers are up. Your numbers were here and your numbers are there. And so you've received, you've received a bad report that your health was going well and now it's going another way. I want you to stand. There's no, there's no condemnation. There's no guilt. There's no shame. You know, this just happens. And so if that's you and you, you have a, had a bad report from the doctors, we got one, you've got a bad report from the doctors that your health has shifted where it was going okay and now it's going the other way, I just want you to stand up. Thank you for standing. Anyone else? Anyone else? We don't, you know, we've got three now. We don't do this to embarrass anybody. We're family. We all love one another. We do this because sometimes we just have to be obedient to what God is doing. And it's in the obedience that God actually pours out the healing. And so this is why we ask people to stand. It's not to ever to embarrass anybody. It's to just to give you a moment of obedience. Because it's in that moment of obedience where, where healing begins to flow. And so everybody else that, uh, I know there's multiple people in here. You've, you're sick. You've got something. Stand up. Right. You've got a cough. You've got a tickle in your throat. You've got some sinuses. You've got something. You've got anything. Come on. Come on. Don't be. Yep. 
<clears throat> I'm standing. I got a little thing. I don't want it. We're to walk in perfect health. Amen. We're to walk in perfect health. We're to, I said we're to walk in perfect health. It said that the Israelites wandered around for 40 years in the desert and there was never any sick among them. It'll be a darn shame if the only generation throughout human history is the one that was in rebellion for 40 years. And they're the ones, they're the only ones to walk in perfect health. Not on my watch. Come on, I'm going to walk in perfect health. I'm going to walk in perfect health. Father, right now in Jesus' name, lift your hands to heaven. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we pray that you would pour out healing on everybody in this place. God, for those who have received a bad report specifically, God, we lift up your power of healing that you would shift those numbers back in the other direction. God, that you would bring healing into their bodies. And God, that you would, uh, they, they would come back uh, next week or whenever their next doctor's appointment, that they would come back with a good report and that the numbers would return to w- within a good range. And Father, we speak to every sickness in here and we command it to go right now in Jesus' name. We speak to every disease in this place right now. Every run nose gone in Jesus name every cough gone in Jesus name every overactive sign is healed in Jesus name every sickness gone in Jesus name and healing to flow into every single body father that this would be a church that this would be a body of believers that would walk in perfect health God that you would heal things that we didn't even know we had wrong healing flow right now in Jesus name we command it Healing flow right now in Jesus' name. Healing flow right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I just want to pray one more time. I want to pray for you to hear God. I want to pray for you to hear God. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would open our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. God, that you would give us spiritual ears. And Lord, if there's something that has stood in the way of us hearing you, Lord, God, that we would deal with that issue, that we would deal with that item, and that, God, we would come to a place of of hearing once again. God, that you would move mightily in our midst. And Lord, that you would give us the strength to obey in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brian, come on up and receive the offering this morning. Thank you, guys. Uh, You don't want to miss next week. It's going to be good. We're going to continue our series on hearing God. Amen. 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 Awesome, awesome. Wow, that was good. That was good. All right. So there are uh, multiple ways uh, to give here at Redeeming Love. Um, there will be, uh, yep, there they are up on the screen. And there's also a card in the back of your seat that also has the same information. Um, so you can get that information there, too. Um, wow. Wow. You know, th- there is so much more that God has for us. Right? There's so much more. Um, and uh, when, we, when we do what Pastor Matt talked about and, you know, um, stepping in that obedience and um, especially, you know, in all areas of life, right? Not just in finances, but in all areas of our life, there's so much more that he wants to open up for us, right? When we're, when we're in, that, in that place where 
where we're, we're receiving from Him, where we're, we're co-laboring with Him. Because when, when we give our tithes and our offerings, we are co-laboring with Him. We are accepting Him as our, uh, we are at, He is accepting us as His partner to partner to do His good work. Right. And as we do that and as we as we do that more and more, um, we we can step into that even more and even at a greater ability, because it's 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 our as we walk with him, he can work through us even more. Right. Um, So I just want to encourage you that whatever part of your journey that you're on relating to tithes and offerings and, and whatnot that, um, that that just encourage you to to just take whatever step you are just. Take that next step. Whatever that next step is. It's different for everybody, right? Whatever that next step is, just take that next step and be that much closer to him and what he has for you. Um, so let's pray. Lord, we just open, open, I just pray that every heart here, every mind here be open to you, Lord, even greater, Lord, that every every mind be transformed, Lord, to you, Lord, um, at even such a greater ability, uh, and, great, and we just enter more and more intimately in that relationship with you, Lord, and just to be with you, to know you, to hear you, and to walk in faith with you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right. So, uh, yes, if you are a first-time guest, please um, make your way to the uh, Connect Note corner to receive your free T-shirt. And prayer and healing team will be available on the, uh, um, underneath either screen, on both the left and the right. And we will see you next week.